Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Alex Guerrero, power agent. Some people say the Jerry Maguire. Yes. The Bob Sugar. Yes, some people, maybe one or two people. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, one or two. Uh, uh, look, you're you're a friend of the family. Obviously, yeah. We're, yeah. we're we're beef fries in real life. And then we thought we'd have you on the show. We've never had an agent on the show before. Mm-hmm. It's one of those jobs that everybody at home is like, man, I'd love to be a fucking agent, dude. I'd love to be a fucking agent. Now, I know it personally on my side because I, I, one of my college roommates ended up becoming one. It is not the sexiest thing in the world. And I'm I'm hoping today you can yeah. you can chat about it because yeah. I already see your eyes going when you're like <laughs> like I'm literally having backlash like or what is it backflashes <laughs> of like terrible moments in being an agent and being a manager and it's it's crazy but you know hopefully at the end of uh, this podcast people will recognize like some of the things they like about it and some yeah. of the things they're like. I personally think it was something that I was built for. I think relationships is really what becoming someone that represents someone is. And relationships, being able to handle the good with the bad, not judging people, um, that's that's a strength of mine. It comes from the cultural side of what I am, uh, who I am as a Dominican, you know, uh, are you, are you Dominican? Yeah, I was born in the Dominican Republic. So the, you're on yeah. the right side of that island, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Yes. You don't, you don't want to be on the other absolutely. side of those mountains. No, absolutely. And, you know... Um, my, my family is really big into mission work, and th- it's funny that they go across the, the island to go, like, help that. Like, isn't that crazy? Like, yeah, most people are like, I have to fly to Africa. Like, Dominicans say, like, I got to go an hour this yeah. way. Just and an help. hour. Yeah. Just an yeah. hour. It's crazy. It, so, but, since you are from the, the DR, yeah. let's let's answer one question. Is it yes. about Sammy Sosa turning white? Nope. We, he bleached his skin, and that's fine. He wears cowboy hats. I'm fine with all of it. Yes. Right? I want to talk about David Ortiz getting shot. Oh, boy. Because he fucked... The drug yes. lord's girlfriend. That was it, right? Yes, uh, allegedly, because I don't want to get shot. Like, <laughs> was like, you, you don't now, go back there, do you? I'm going in uh, Thanksgiving time. So, <laughs> guys, I hope I see you guys again. Benny, uh, I have a freaking um, death wish. No. Um, yeah, I mean, you you hear so many different public relations. Even, like, the whole issue of people dying in the Dominican Republic. Like, that with the fact that they literally tried to kill the Dominican Jesus. Like, this is a guy who has an open-door policy with the president. Yeah, of the yeah. American Republic. Is there anybody more popular than David Ortiz in the DR? No, not at all. No. And it also, possible. like, does that doesn't that also mean that he should be the most protected person in the Dominican Republic? You would think so, so right? Like, that's, he's back, a national treasure. There's like I Nicholas have people Cage. who are not nowhere close to as famous, and they can't sit with their back to like oh like an open like win, window door like Dan. Yeah, Dan doesn't even sit. Yeah, no, he, he refuses in a restaurant. Yeah. Whereas I am a man of the people, when I walk about, right. I know that nobody wants to. This is why prophets always get assassinated because they're not paranoid enough. Well, Dan, I just feel that again. I'm a man of the people, champion of the people, and people well, res- people understand. Well, what is the, what was the world's it? best PR spin though? Like, oh, mistaken identity. Uh, yeah. That was terrible, wasn't uh, it? I mean, mistaken identity of the most popular guy in the entire island. That's what island. I said on the show. Yes. The yeah. guy who, after the Boston Marathon bombing, was the guy with an accent, is talking in front of a bunch of Boston people like, we are Boston strong. Like, bro, <laughs> they didn't have a white guy to do that? Like, no. no, they had David Ortiz do that. Yeah. That's this powerful guy. You think they're going to mistake his identity? He could have ran for mayor after he won that last 100%. title. 100%. Yeah. 100%. He's, if, if there was someone that, and, and really personifies a Dominican... Um, like culture, the way that we are as people, like we just, 
like genuinely care, not to pat myself on the back. Like there's a reason why like I'm surrounded by so many great people, right? Like I think it's because I pour into people as much as I ask for things back. And I think that's part of our culture. We're really people that give back. We're people that doesn't matter what you look like, who you are, like we're supporting you. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the 30 for 30 on Felipe Lopez. Yep. Uh, dude. I haven't like, seen it. Like, yeah. It I haven't is seen it. unbelievable. And the fact that like, like he was LeBron James before LeBron James, mm-hmm. right? Obviously he got hurt, went through the ups and downs. And the guy literally now like, goes around and feeds people in the Dominican Republic. He could just be in Miami, like, living off of his Chilling. riches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And, of course, like, I'm sitting in my Audi, and I'm, like, uh, like, like listening to it and watching it. I was like, uh, I should probably go back and do something for my country. Yeah. I was like, uh, it, it gave me a couple stabs in there. But, anyways, it, it's it's really cool, like, um, the, the type of culture I was brought up in. And I think it, it has led to me to be in this world of, of management and agent work and, um, you know, dealing with – craziness every day and yeah because to be fair david ortiz was giving back he gave that girl an eighty five thousand dollar lexus that he bought in cash that morning yeah. that he was shot that's why they paid i wanted the to bucks. go boom i wanted to go back to that because i did want to spotlight the good he was doing that yes. was an 85 by yes. the way have you seen the the, vo- the the footage of the mistress and then the wife fighting in the lobby of the hospital priceless Wait, like, how do you guys get all these videos? Priceless. Like, Priceless. Like, do you guys have a subscription of YouTube that I don't? Like we the have, underground YouTube? We, we have, have a bunch of a, listeners. We have an audience of six million people that send us weird shit all, all the, time. the time. And they get it first because a, a couple, I'll shout out Tim Morris. Tim Morris works for the news. There's news okay. media so people. They, yeah, okay. they'll send it in. They'll so be like, tell hey. me, tell me, there was a legit fight yes. in the middle of uh, the, the Dominican uh, hospital, in the hospital. Uh, or the Boston when he got transferred Dominican. to Boston. Wow. Dominican, yeah. So it, it was the mistress and then the wife, and then they had to be separated. Uh, and there's full video of it. And, I mean, we're talking kicks. Like, it's, uh, it's oh, an old it. school you, you do brawl. and you don't want to see two Latin women fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do and you don't, right? Because yeah, it's entertaining as shit, but it also so they separated. Yeah. They eventually separated them and then got them out of there because he was in surgery right. for, like, nine hours or whatever it was. So this was during the surgery. Right. He's but already again, back again, on TV. Again, do we as people, like people of the people, right? You say you're a man of the people. Yeah. Do we still trust too many people? How does your wife and your mistress get in a fight in front of, like, in the, like how is there someone not, like, separating this? Like, all right, he's in the hospital. He's in an in- That's surgery. a failure of David Ortiz management. Yeah. Honestly, it is. I'm telling you, if you see something, like, we could talk about this all day, mm-hmm. Antonio Brown management. Like if there was truly, truly a, a no person in his in his entourage instead of only yes people, yeah, uh, it would a completely different story. Yeah, his so agent failed him. Yeah, completely. exactly. Yeah, of and, course. Like, and it's the the yes man of all yes men. It's so, freaking. But let's start there, right? Let's say that he's one of your clients, right? Because we talked about him on the show before. Yeah. Um, my personal guess, and this is what I've heard through a couple people who've played in the NFL, that Vontez Perfect hit that he got. Yeah. After that mentally he's not the same and kind of went off the rails. What do you do as an agent with a guy like Antonio Brown, especially now that he can't get you a job? You over-communicate. You, you have every conversation you have, you can have with them. Every opportunity I have to talk to someone about something real, I do it. Because, and that's like the benefit of me being someone that's played the game. Yeah. Most of these guys are being mm. represented by someone who wanted to be a football player. Mm. And so, like, when, when someone like gets Paul a Paul Feinbaum. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Done shit like, when Drew life. Rosenhaus is telling you, like, like, yeah, and you just heard it from Warren Sapp as well. Like, like he worked for me, right? And I always—that's the sentiment. The sentiment should be like, "Yeah, we work for you." But the reason you have us in your life is is because you wanted us to provide this type of counsel for you. Mm-hmm. So why not listen to me at this moment, where things are the most low of lows that it could be? 
Yeah. Like the guy's begging to come that's, back into the, the NFL thing now. I think people make a lot of people make this mistake a lot. They think that uh, an agent or a personal assistant or whatever needs to be a beta, somebody that's subjugated themselves to this person. No, you're an alpha. Yeah, yeah. you Absolutely. have to step in between Absolutely. this person who is also an alpha and all the bullshit that the world is throwing at them all the time. And, and, and pick and choose the times when it's right to step in. Like yeah, a great yeah. leader. And I always <laughs> said this about the best coaches. The best coaches knows know which guy to pull to the side and yell at, or to, to the guy that yell in front of everyone. Yeah. At, you know what I mean? And it's so, what motivates you as yeah, a human and, being. Yeah. It's one of the many blessings that I had from uh, like team sports. Like team sports to me, like though, you know, there's a negative connotation around football, but the things that I pulled away from it has helped me be successful today. From, you know, working towards a common goal to understanding that different people come from different cultures. I was in a locker room of 125 people from 100 diff- different places, right? And so to me, you, you played for the Vikings. Yeah, I played yeah. for the Vikings. I played at Boise State. So like I was literally. Always like, bet on Boise, is what we said on the show. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. They covered again last week. They did. Yes. yes. Yeah. I, yes, they did. And Always I, bet course, on Boise. Yeah, I, I put myself to a point where it's like, when it's when I'm emotionally tied to it, I can't bet because literally, I start like thinking like the most horrible things about people. Oh, and yeah. like it's like good kids. Like that's why betting to me, as someone who played, especially in football, <laughs> like I'll look at someone like loaf on a play and like not run to the ball, but. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? like, like every gone. fantasy football player looked at Gurley when he fucking uh, he lost short of my championship touchdown. last year. Oh, yeah. He yeah. cost you your championship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My Gur- Gurley's dead in my ass. Yeah. Gurley's dead in my ass. I had a pair of socks with him on him. <laughs> Burned the socks right in my driveway. How about when Kershaw, we're going to bounce all over the place here, but how about, how about when Kershaw, like, uh, had the freaking meltdown and people started throwing his jersey on the, I the saw road that, yeah. and started no on the road and started ro- rolling over it somebody threw it in the field and then outside the stadiums they put it on the on the exit yep. and had people running over it like gosh first ballot hall of famer yeah and that's what you're relegated and, no, to and, he's, he's the dan marino of fucking but we've empowered that type of fan MLB. We know, yeah, we, 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 so, social media. yeah it's like the first person who ever burned a jersey like i want to fight him because the fact that like that became viral, like one, all the people that want to be viral are going to do it. Two, the people that feel like this is okay. Like, idiot, you paid $110 for that jersey, buddy. Yeah, yeah you already right? bought it. <laughs> you already bought yeah, it. You already bought it. Yeah, like, it, like what you think Clayton already got the commission and the royalty, bud. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're not hurting I, him. I think it all started with LeBron, though, it with did. The, the decision. That was the first That was the first, like, viral. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was the first time I remember. And to be honest, uh, he deserved the hate on that one because he acted like a petulant child through that whole process. But burning I'm, a jersey that you spent 150 bucks South with, Beach, yeah, I don't. That that was really stupid. That was really stupid. But burning a jersey that you spent 150 bucks on is very stupid. It's silly. But then yeah. if you fall in love with them again, guess what? You're gonna pay them double royalties. Yeah. You're gonna go buy it again. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. If you got <laughs> those guys are now wearing Lakers yeah. jerseys. That's why we only burn jerseys from teams that we fucking hate, like uh, Notre Dame, for example. We yes. burned a jersey there. It's like, really? man, I represent Golden Tate. Guys. I, I know, I know you do. And, and we wanted to ask yeah, him we about get, that. We got to get Golden on this, and he'll be great for you guys. And and because you, you represent yeah, him. Yeah, represent him. We've been him doing and Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence, you have a, Patrick Peterson. Yeah, you have a, you have a big catalog. It's 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 to a point where it's big enough that I can still handle it and not be overextended. Because like I said, I need to be able to pour into these guys. If I have 150 clients, I can't do that. Right. Right. If I know that Golden's about to have a second child, uh, I'm not going to text <clears> him at 10 p.m. at night because mm. I know that dude's getting sleep. Yeah, because he's got to do wake up, uh, you know, uh, diaper cleaning. Yeah. Right. If I had 150 clients, I wouldn't know that. And, you know, it, it goes along with like what I want to accomplish in this, where it's like when I when I describe to people what I'm doing, they're like, oh, well, you're kind of a life coach. And I, I look at it. I was like, 
Yeah, I mean, in a sense, like, we make money together. We help improve their lives. But, you know, that can't be possible unless I know, like, every facet of their life. Mm, yeah. And so it's tough to really scale to a point where... It's like being a body man in politics. Yeah, which, like, you really have to know every single thing that's going on in their life. Which, I don't want to keep, like, going into, like, the Drew Rosenhaus thing, but the guy has the most clients, right? So, like, one, you're automatically going to get a sense from your clients of, like, dude, like, when you talk about caring about me, you really don't. Yeah. Like, the fact of the matter is, you, like, you represent thousands of people. Like, you've, you know, you, you work for me. Well, as opposed to, like, dang, Alex spends this much time with me. When he speaks up about something, I know he means it. Yeah. Right? Was there, wasn't there a movie made about this? Yeah, there was. There was, there was a little movie made about it. Jerry, Jerry, Ma- Jerry McGuire. McGuire. Um, but I, look, I can speak on this from the Hollywood side because I've been with huge agencies like CAA and, right. and uh, you know UTA and, and ICM and all that stuff. I know that my agent uh, has fifty fucking clients, and I am when he's rolling calls. Right, I'm at five fifty eight. Because he is out of there at six o'clock, right? And I, I know exactly who's calling at five fifty eight because I'm the least famous motherfucker on his right. roster, right? right. right? Um, it, which the same thing with with sports, right? The guy who's making the most money—that's the guy you're going to be on the phone with the most for yeah. a guy like Drew Rosenhaus, right? And then the, the lesser known guys, where it's just right. like. Hey man, you just got signed off the practice squad. Like yeah. that's not going to be the guy yeah, that Drew's no, calling. Drew's you doing like, good? son's son is calling him. Exactly. Like, it's like his ten year old son is calling in yeah. to check in on the practice squad guy. <laughs> that would actually be a good. Like, Hi, this is uh, Jacob. Yeah, and you're Drew's like, son. Uh, hey man, I'm I'm sorry. I don't that would know be a you, good Jacob. Sitcom, a sitcom about a guy that has two teenage children that are also working. Also, the, yeah, yeah, yeah working amazing. for their agents. That, that would be super amazing. Funny. It's like ABC Family version of ball. Yeah, <laughs> it's just mini ballers. Is yeah. all it is. Mini ballers. Oh, those it's actually going to be able to happen now with the new NCAA or the new California law. New York's going to pass it too. New York's going to pass yeah. it too, where you can monetize while you're in college. Yep. And so I think like college students are going to be representing like their dorm roommates. That would be yeah. like, the <laughs> next Zuckerberg <laughs> is going to come out. Of, it's going to be a fucking uh, football agent. It'll be sort. it'll be like Rick like, Rubin in the '80s with the Beastie Boys working out of his dorm room yeah. at, at NYU, yeah. trying to. I wow. mean, dude, just creating shit. So let me. Since we're we're there on yeah. that, let's let's talk about the NCAA and this this California decision and mm-hmm. possibly New York. What happens then to agents and kids? Because now you're either going to have to pass this in every state, or you're you're kind of fucked on this aspect. Where, hey man, what do you not play California school, schools? Yeah, the NCAA and New York said schools? the NCAA said they're not going to sanction any school that does this. Basically, but so they're basically saying now. they're going to take out all California schools from and all, New all York competition schools. NCAA in New York. So that so yeah. so you're talking about. 12, 12 NCAA, no, 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 not that many. Maybe maybe seven. Seven Division One. we'll say, FBS. Um, the only good thing about it is... They, it, can, they can create their own, like, league. It's, yeah. They have their own TV deal. You know what I mean? Like, the Pac-12 has its own TV money. Mm-hmm. So the NCAA, like, probably needs to take a harder look at that. And yeah, they need to calm it. down before they become irrelevant. Yeah. I, but, well, I will say this. If, if the state was going to do it, that didn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's the Pac-12. They're terrible at football, and they're awful at basketball now so yeah Yeah, but if new york does it that changes things correct so uh all the talent is coming out of there but if you're a kid as an agent do you tell them to go to california new york so so they can get paid during this the ncaa's opinion is is it gives those states or it's going to give them an advantage an unfair advantage so it's it goes back to um you know the very many silly rules of the ncaa like for instance the if you happen to be great on YouTube or podcasting mm-hmm. and you're a kicker, like the kicker on the, the Central Florida team who was monetizing off being great at doing like kicking YouTube tutorials. Yes. He literally had to choose between college football 
and making money. Yeah. And and the the NCAA's stance was that him being a UCF player gave him an unfair advantage yeah. as a, like to anyone else. But it's not a sponsorship. He's just monetizing fucking organic content he created for YouTube. Which is which is which is we're we it's a smart <clears throat> world. We have data everywhere, oh, analytics yeah. everywhere. You're telling me you can't figure out the, the analytical impact of what Kellen Moore did at Boise State when he won 52 games. Right. Right. You can't look at the um, the expansion of uh, of enrollment. You can't talk about sponsorship. You can't tell me uh, jersey sales. Like they actually Nike had to stop. So uh, one of my <laughs> actually one of my company's investors, Travis Hawks, he is a uh, he came into the like we met. He was the first person to bring me on as a. a like a, uh, an appearance, right? We did like a, it's like 1500 bucks that came and freaking signed autographs at Boise State when I was with the Vikings that came back. We became friends, we longtime friends. And now, you know, he told me, like they used to have the 99 jersey. Like, mm. so when I was playing, they chose to use my number because as an owner, he got to choose from the numbers and he saw that I was a fan favorite. And so he got to choose to order my jersey. Really? Right, right? now, 2019, I think it started like 2012. Mm. You can only choose the year that the university was founded, the current year, so like there's a lot of 19 jerseys out there, um, or you can uh, um, custom order them with certain numbers, but you have to do that with outside. So they they even cut that off. But you can still figure out the fact that you know how many jersey sales are happening should go back to the team, right? To the team that's selling those, mm-hmm. and you can break it down and do yeah, the but, math. But we're acting like this is a new thing. Every major sports. League already does this. Yes, just apply yes, the same yeah. goddamn yeah. rules to the fucking yeah, college yeah, kids. Yeah, it, it's and it's let them fucking make money. It's yeah, their talent. It's it, their fucking sweat, dude. I don't understand that shit. And he, here's what I do understand: it would definitely be the wild, wild west if it was allowed to happen while they were playing. Because listen, let me tell you, uh, you guys know what FAFSA is, right? Uh, no, I don't. I don't actually loans. loans? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah loans, yeah. right? Yeah. Student loans. Sure, uh, everyone knows what student loans is, right? Pell grants. Was the money that a lot of the guys from lower um, income homes and income communities, when they got scholarships, they would get an additional stipend for certain things. It was typically like a food and books stipend. Right. Let me tell you guys what percentage of people really used it for books and clothing. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, it, Zero. Yeah. Like yeah. literally, I had a guy named Antoine Carter show up. He's like one of our first Florida recruits at Boise State. And like Pell Grant money came around, and I hear boom, boom, boom. Boom. And I see a freaking Cadillac raised candy paint, freaking 22 inch rims. I'm like, damn, Twan, where you get that? He's like, that Pell Grant money, baby. No <laughs> yeah. way. I was like, shoot. Uh, so actually, to, to make my dumb mistakes, I, I'll say it. And I'm one of the more educated guys coming from, you know, like I never had to really struggle. Like my parents are immigrants. They came from the Dominican Republic, but like I never. I was always smart enough that I knew I can get a free meal somewhere, right? Sure. Like I can always find or, you know, find a cheaper meal for the money I had. Some guys didn't have that, right? But when I got done in the NFL, I got to come back and finish my degree, but they weren't paying for my living expenses like when you're on scholarship. Yeah. So I had to take a, a loan out. Yeah. And I was like, I was choosing through the loans and I remember seeing like the higher number amount and I was like, dude, I've never been to Miami. <laughs> No way. So you're like, pack it yeah, up. Pack it up. I took $6,000 of it, and I went Shut on the, the most epic, up. like, like 2009, like, vacation ever. So I'm getting, I got married, my wife, beautiful wife, Brooke. 
And we're going through finances, the merging of the finances when you get married. Yeah, right? yeah. And she's like thinking like she married this guy who played in the NFL, who like got a scholarship. Be rich. So yeah, rich, yeah, yeah. No, no loans. We start talking about money. I was like, yeah, babe, I have like this $10,000 debt. Like mm. from, from, from what? Yeah. Like, like credit cards? I was like, oh, a student loan. She's like, weren't you on scholarship? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, but that was my Miami money. Yeah, that was before Miami, though. Yeah. I, it was an epic trip, though. I'm still I'm still paying it off to this day, you know? <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> yeah, it's still it's working so on it. so fucking funny. Oh, it's great. And, and, and so going back to the point, like, you start paying people... And you think that's that it's going to stop the whole poverty line thing that people are talking about, the mm-hmm. fact that, you know, they can't eat because we can't work, which is, is facts. Like, yeah, yeah. it's a full-time job. Like, yeah, you really can't work security. And yeah. let me tell yeah. you, I work security, and one time I wanted to drive home to California after working security all night, and I freaking freaking fell asleep at the wheel and, and trashed my buddy's truck. And tr- so, like, the night jobs is the only thing you could do. Yeah. Um, and you're ex- But you're exhausted. You're exhausted. the... the- Football owns you for all that process. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And the people who, and th- my biggest problem with it is that the people that are making money for it are the coaches, which yeah. all my friends are coaches. They're going to hate me saying that. Like literally my, my friends are all over the country making significant dollars. And it's but funny it's how true, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Like Nick Saban is making generational wealth mm-hmm. off yeah. of the backs of people that if they're not smart enough to like leverage the platform of playing for the Alabama Crimson Tide yep. or go into the NFL, right? They're basically done. Like unless they go into coaching, which we know what like coaching Pro throw. I remember when Pro Throw got hurt and I thought that he was gonna be a first right. round pick. Right. And, of course. You know, no. he, he went through that leg injury yeah, and that, I was like, man, that was crazy. Sabin's getting paid. Yeah. So. No, I mean Sabin's allowed to start a Mercedes dealership. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like using his likeness at, you know, he's one a progressive commercial now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he you know, and so like I love what Dean Smith did. Did you guys know what Dean Smith did? So Dean Smith, and this is where I kind of got my theory on what I think should happen. You're talking about the head coach of the, uh, North that, Carolina yeah, basketball. Yeah. When he passed away, it was in his will to give every varsity letterman a two hundred dollar check to buy them dinner. Everyone who came through his program and earned a varsity letter got a two hundred dollar check when he passed away. Really, That's a lot of people because he was there for like forty five. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Right, right, but again, he probably made a bajillion dollars. Yeah, I think easily. about like if you were coaching in the time where like tech was coming up and like like I work with George Carl and George Carl was in Seattle mm-hmm. while he was coaching in Seattle and like meeting with people like Paul Allen and investing in stuff. Uh, yeah. He had no like no idea what he was doing, but yeah. it was dot com stuff, and yeah. he's like good. You know what I mean? And so you know, going back to the point, like um, having crap. I forgot. I lost my. I lost my train of thought there. No, yeah, the two hundred dollars. Oh, sorry, sorry. So, like, it's with the analytics that we can have today, mm-hmm. right? There's no. There's no reason why we couldn't have an analytic that shows the economic impact that you had on the program uh, as a whole and as an individual. So well, let's have like a group number of what was raised, you know, on sponsorships, which is, is a team as a whole wins, et cetera. Oh, no. It, Forbes already does that. So like uh, Steph Curry, for example, for Under Armour is worth about 14 billion dollars in his career. Right. right. Like they, they've been right. able to estimate that just based on his overseas contracts and uh, the ubiquitousness of his brand in general. Right. Yeah. So there's no reason we wouldn't be able to do that. No, for we, a college so we have so we, we both we all agree that we have the analytics. Yeah. Right. So set something aside savings account that while you're playing like grows mm-hmm. right you cannot touch it while you're eligible so mm-hmm. you keep your amateur status but when you graduate you can go you, you have to graduate yeah, yeah and you come back and whether it's you had a semester left or you had two semesters left because you left as a junior but it helps with 
you know, keeping student athletes students, right? Because you get your degree, but you also get what's yours. Like this is this is significant dollars that like yeah. I left the NFL with you know five hundred dollars in my account because I won. I thought I was you're kidding. I thought, I thought I was way better than I was, and so mm. like I you never like like a majority, and this is why the CBA will never work. Uh, like like hold out. Because the top ten percent of the people that are making the real dollars won't float the ninety, the eighty-five percent of the guys that spend like they're making ten percent money, right? The top ten percent right. money, and, uh, but are spent are spending way too much money, and so like a lockout for guys that are literally were expecting the next check and spending like they were going to be in the NFL for ten years, like right. dude, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. And so it's same thing with me. So like, how, how many years did you play in the NFL? Well, I mean. Play is like the like the, the strong word. on a roster. Right, I was on a roster for two weeks. I like to like my career was based on like weeks. You know, like you guys have been to <laughs> Europe and like the cappuccino that they give you. Like they say you have a cup of coffee with the NFL. Yeah, like I had one of those little cap- cappuccinos. The right? tiny like, one. Yeah, the one finger. Yeah, the one, one finger one. That's yeah. like boop. but it was great, man. I mean, two especially years? with the world. Yeah, two years. Yeah, um, about nineteen weeks. Uh, I got to go to NFL Europe. Like I got had I got to live like an amazing life. Like. The funniest, the funniest thing is handing, like, you know, practice squad. Practice squad, we worked three days a week. We got paid, like, $5,000 a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, before ACH, uh, or I guess I didn't sign up for ACH, like, the direct deposit, mm-hmm. like, uh, the strength and conditioning coach used to pass out the checks. And so, like, the Friday when we're getting paid, where everyone's waiting for it, and the, <laughs> the biggest joke from the strength and conditioning coach is, like, where are the thieves at that are working three days a week around here? And I was like... Give me that. Yeah, I'm I'll one of that. them. I am one yeah. of them, and I will take that money. Um, but yeah, it was it was a cool gig. And now in the life I'm in now, like it was a blessing. Like I got I was on three different teams in a matter of like three months. I went from under at the free agent to the um, the Chiefs. Then like the day before training camp starts, I get a call from the owner saying, "Hey, we're waiting, we're waiting for Willie Rofe uh, to figure out if he wants to um, to retire or not." So we're going to cut you today, but we want to bring you back. I was like, wait, if I'm already the last guy, if I'm the first one to get cut, I'm not going to make this team. So Seattle calls. I go to Seattle. I get to go to like after the year that they had Sean Alexander and uh, they went to the oh, Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so like I fall in love with Seattle. Seattle's got like the best owner, the best freaking – like there's no – the culture there is so sick because of like just how great the atmosphere is, the culture is there. And so anyways, then, then I get cut there, don't make it to the team, and then – Week six, I'm like working construction in Boise, like literally, like like a, a, well, I should say I wasn't really working. Like a guy was paying me to kind of be like like on set because yeah, I'm yeah. a BSU supporter, of course. Yeah. And literally, I get a call from the Vikings week six, and they're like, "Hey, come on down. Like we're gonna bring you on to the practice squad." I left really quickly. Didn't even no two weeks. Just hey, I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> Ohio State had a bunch of those too. It was like, "Hey, come work construction. Oh, you're not working. Yeah, construction. you're not working. It's just a nice yeah. little." Nice yeah. little, how's your, how's your father here right. with some cash? Right. So w- what made you be an agent after this? Because I don't know too many people who actually played and then became agents afterwards. Yeah, so there's there's a couple, two different things that we'll, I'll clarify on the term agent. Agent typically has the connotation of like contract work, right? Mm-hmm. So like we, like what I what I wanted to go into, which obviously everyone always asked me, why don't you go for the big, big money stuff? Like, if I was working for two percent, three percent of you know Demarcus's ninety percent, ninety million dollar deal, like I would be doing that. But to me, I was more of the relationship side. Like I really love being able to introduce uh, Demarcus to people like you guys, right? Who mm-hmm. down the line after football, you can take them to ride a tank, you know, yeah, and yeah. go support the troops, and you can teach them about writing a script for a great movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm, I'm passionate about those or things. Or a book because, about your life. Or a book about yeah. your life. I, I mean, to me. 
Um, that's why I got into the agent side. But there's really there's like kind of two agents. Like there's the agents are the ones that are typically known to like negotiate with the teams. And then there's like brand marketing and management uh, agents, which is what I am. And so we we do a lot of the work around like trying to do more than just the sports. Sure. Right. Like I want our I want our boys to be men, right? Like no pun intended, right? And so to uh, to me, like if I can help them solidify their name in a community, uh, then I've done my job right. As opposed to, man, those three years that you made the most in the NFL, like that that is what it is. It wasn't something that moved like the needle for me. So, you know, like the great conversations I have with somebody like Demarcus Lawrence who signs a $90 million deal. And, you know, you wonder like, is, is Demarcus going to change like after that happens? And I remember thinking there was this really great conversation we had like following, like signing the contract. And like he's about seven days away from getting his first big check of like $17 million. And he calls me and I'm like, all right, let's see like what, what the tone is of this mm-hmm. conversation. And mm-hmm. Demarcus just is like, so how can we leverage this to do more in Dallas? Right. As opposed to like, Man, I'm gonna go spend it on this. Cadillacs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cadill- like he was like, all right, like, how can we? And that's when I knew, like, self pat on the back, like, all right, some of like this, this, this knocking on his head about like, man, branding, like mm. being the person, like. Roger Staubach has this huge commercial real estate business. Emmett Smith has one of the largest construction business in Dallas. Like, I want, I want him to see that as the bigger picture, as sure. opposed to like this micro view of like when you're 20. 21 to like 29 years old playing in the NFL. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but I, that's that's what mo- that's why I got into. Well, this his dad kind of beat him over the head with the fucking Cowboys Homer bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that that was bound to happen, and yeah. the fact that it did happen is pretty crazy. Yeah, well, at least at least you got to see it from playing and, yeah. and live it, and then pass on your experiences to your clients. Yeah, because a lot of people don't, and like you said. There's a lot of Drew Rosen houses out there yeah. where it's just like, hey, man, yeah, you can go and do this and this yeah. and this. When I was in school, uh, I went to Ohio State, obviously. Right. Um, a bunch of the players would come v. up. V. V. Uh, v. No, yeah. even more so that. now. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we lost the, we lost the, uh, the fight for the V yeah. Um, yeah. in the courts. But we won it in the hearts Still of the it. public. Yeah, so of course. We're good to go. But I, a bunch of players would always come up to the house um, where I was in a fraternity and play hoops. And I got to see kind of that side of – the business where yeah. they were just about to go pro. As soon as the bowl game was over, oh yeah, they would they would show up in brand new Mercedes, <laughs> watches all this shit, and I was yeah. like, yo, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. The draft hasn't even happened, right? How are you getting this? How are you getting this? Yeah, that's exactly what I said to three or four of them. I'm not gonna say their names. Yeah, and they were like, oh man, it's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z, and right. my life is set. Right, and then all of a sudden they get drafted in the fourth round. Right, not the money they thought they would be making. Yeah, that car. That watch, yeah. the clothes, yeah. that all came out of the contract. Of course, as soon as they signed. And, and, and let me tell you, at an, inter- at an interest rate that they probably didn't know. Correct. And that's what's scary about some of the stuff about lending. Um, and, and I run into that a little bit. You know, I'm in a space where I'm, I'm starting to get to a point where I'm going to talk to people outside of my circle. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, so there's, been, there's been legislation on it with mil- with regard to the military. Because it's the same they kind of situation. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. A lot of people come out and they're like 17, 18 years old. It's the first time they've ever been away from home. Now they get a little money in their pocket and there's predatory lenders everywhere. Oh, like 30% yeah. APRs on fucking Mustangs and shit right. like that. It's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. So a lot there, there's been federal legislation on that. Like you can't come and take advantage of these people. The problem is these guys are subject to make so much money. I think people are like, man, fuck them, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's that attitude, but really, yeah. they're children. Yeah, they're no, fucking absolutely. eighteen, nineteen-year-old kids that don't know shit. Yeah, 
And people come in like, hey, you're worth your your lifetime value is probably going to be a couple hundred million. I'm going to get my piece of that. Yeah, and that is a fucked up way to look bad, at life. I think one thing I realize about bad people, they can justify bad things in their head so oh, easily yeah. when it happens to do with people that they feel like they are owed something to. Which is why families, middlemen, people mm. that typically ruin these these big athletes' lives. Mm. Like like I I don't know how many rotation of friends I've seen in my seven years working in this sport. And I think one of the reasons that it was valuable to be on so many different teams, I was able to see a lot of different culture and I, mm-hmm. I was able to pick and choose. If I if I could say there's one thing that I'm like really, really good at, um is ridiculously good at um, yeah, yeah. is ridiculously, ridiculously good, good at yeah. is is like I'm 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 quite a chameleon. Right, I can pick and choose mm-hmm. the things I like from the things that I, I say. Oh man, that guy around him. You know, I used to see people around Adrian Peterson, and like I used to see like. Oh, you did, know, yeah. Because now, look, that yeah. just came out in the news a couple weeks ago, yeah. where he he was, he was overly trusting, like to a point where I was like, dang, AD, like, like let me let me be with you at these events, and I'll shake hands for you, and I'll make sure that you keep the introduction going. And that's really kind of how I understood that I had this gift of being able to kind of retain and contain relationships, like it was through Adrian Peterson. <clears throat> and so Adrian was, you know, you know, you know, coming from a, you know, he just got his father back from prison when he got to the NFL. Mm. So he trusted a lot of men in his life, right? And to me, I looked at half of them and I was like, they're probably not people he should be trusting, right? Right? And and I'm not gonna lie, a quarter of those guys were on the team. I'd be like, dude, why are you hanging out with that guy? Like, it's so I kind of interjected on some of those things, but you know, it, it's it's true, man. Like, it's it, it was a learning experience to kind of be able to pick and choose from the different things. And now I implement into the way that I approach other people. Hey, he's, he's screwed, right? Yeah. <clears throat> like, it, well, he's, I mean, he's, he's still playing. He's one of the lucky ones that, like, he's still through all his year. mistakes, yeah. through all his mistakes, and through how much he's owed to different people, to different women. Um, <clears throat> that's that that's something that he's, he gets the opportunity to do that. Think about how many men don't get that opportunity mm-hmm. that are yeah. making this. The problem is, is like I would go out with Adrian Peterson and I would buy a round of drinks and I would think about like, wait a second, dude, I don't have like a third of the money. Uh, it's a keeping up with the Joneses deal. Sure. And so those other guys that are doing the same things the dumb way are, are getting hit significantly bigger when you're getting sued or you're, you know, you're losing your family and you're uh, going through a divorce. And so it's, it's crazy. It's it's a crazy, crazy uh, industry, but I'm, I'm glad I got to live it because I can speak to it now. Mm. And I can go to the guys and be like, you know, I, I, I try not to name drop because the other guy will be like, oh, but, but like I have true experiences and those guys are going to, it's going to resonate more, resonate more yeah. with these guys because they know I was in the locker room and I saw it. Mm. And as opposed to like Drew Rosenhaus, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. whatever you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he oh, just seems Antonio, like a fucking dirt bag. What do you yeah. want? Oh, you don't want to go to practice? Yeah, sure. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Sit it out. You don't want to wear shoes and go in a cryogenic chamber? No worries. Yeah. yeah. Go and no. freeze your feet off. Yeah. You were talking about Golden Tate. Is it easier with clients? And look, I don't know him personally, but right. it, it, is it easier with clients who went to Notre Dame, where yeah. that's a school that doesn't fuck around as far as academics they don't put go. Up with any bullshit right. at all. Like yeah. he seems like a very, very well, smart as we, guy. As we learned from the documentary, Rudy. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we learned a lot about how hard it is to That's get in there. That's the jersey we burned, by the way. Was it, a Rudy it is. jersey. And you're welcome for that. Um, oh wow. Yeah. Well, we had we, to. We had Rudy sign that motherfucker. Yes. And it was going to be a gift. Rudy's got a podcast. He just asked uh, Golden to get on it. Oh, oh that's awesome. really? yeah, yeah. great. He should have us on it. So every year we get we in our fantasy football leagues we give a signed. Uh, Rudy paraphernalia way in a Notre Dame league. Yep. Okay, but the rule is if if you hate Notre Dame as much as everybody else does, you get to burn. You it. get to burn. Yeah, it. so okay. we burned it last nice. year. Um, but with a guy like Golden Tate, right? 
uh, he seems, you know, again, don't know him, extremely smart. Yeah. Those guys have to be easier to manage than the rest of, like, yeah. the ABs but of the world. But you do run into the, like, they're too smart. Oh, really? Like, they're, like, think they're smarter than you at some points. Uh-huh. Or, like, not even smarter than you, like, because I don't think I'm the smartest person, but it's almost like there's uh, those those that tend to, like, um, feel like they're, um, I guess, not superior, but, like, they've been through a lot themselves. Mm-hmm. And so uh, another thing that why I think I, I have that that opportunity i can take a step back and realize where he's coming from when he is more educated or he's been in different you know he's been married and and so but there is some times where it's like conversations go longer than they should because we're going back and forth because everyone wants their opinion Mm. you know what i mean but again i think i'm built for that i think i I can you know internalize some of that stuff and and kind of you know flesh it out and realize why it's coming and what position he's coming from and and find a way to kind of position myself in a better way the next time around that mm-hmm. we go through it. But yeah, it is it's definitely better. Um I, I actually get the satisfaction the same from both. Like I can I can deal with a guy like Tyrone Crawford who was raised in Canada. You know, he was a guy who was raised by a single mother who like he's one of the most loyal plays for the Cowboys, people, right? for the Cowboys yeah. as well. He's the guy who mentored Demarcus, right? Like Demarcus mm-hmm. as a rookie, second, you know, before I started working with him, you know, he came in, uh, you know, four game suspension. He was on the substance list and and uh, and he got suspended twice coming in. And you know, Tyrone being a boy, they're both Boise State guys, so kind of the family side there. You know, Tyrone took Demarcus under under his wing. And so, which is kind of what, what led to DeMarcus and I working together because once I knew that, like, Tyrone had, like, kind of rubbed off on him, like, now so I said, okay, I can work with this guy now mm-hmm. because then I, I know that there's a certain amount of accountability that's going to be there. And I think if there's a word that, like, I want as far as a characteristic of the people that I want to work with, it's accountability, yeah. like, and awareness. Like, if, if you're not accountable for the things that you do, or and me, and hold me accountable as well, mm-hmm. right? But if you're not accountable for the things that you do, then I can't work with you because then that, that comes into false perception. Mm-hmm. And, and athletes have probably, like, I, I guess – wealthy people probably do too but in sports like perception reality is like one of the the biggest like like horrors in sports like i i remember being in college and seeing guys that didn't even hit the field like didn't play in college but they would be like at parties talking about how they're going to the nfl yeah and like we'd hear it and be like what dude you don't even play on the college team like this is, yeah, 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 this is yeah. actually a couple steps above yeah you know what i mean but i've come to know like we have people that come in and they just have a different mind it's a skewed mind and it's just it's just the way we're built like we're built to really just uh be these like like unpenetrable like warriors you know and and i think sometimes that is the next stuff. thing you know you're next selling t-shirts you know. in the bathroom dude at ohio state michigan <laughs> oh, not boy. gonna say who it is no, but dude, uh, don't tell me 100 no 100 somebody who played for four years in the nfl see i wish there I'm was gonna say it was but i wish the skills that you have the skills that you have the skills that i have i, I hate to kind of keep pointing myself is i i knew how to leverage what i had i knew my skills i like when everyone was off the field at Boise State, I was staying longer and signing autographs. Mm, My right. first car deal I got with a guy that owned like a small dealership in Boise was because he saw me cleaning up water bottles on the team plane, like picking stuff up, right? Like to me, that those are the things that resonate with people. But people that aren't brought up in that culture, like they suffer and they don't get to have like – they don't get to take full advantage of the platform. Sure. So it goes back to why I'm in this. Like I want guys to like – 
take full advantage of this platform they have because it's so short. Yeah. It's so short. And they, they don't realize it because I didn't realize it. Like, the next thing I know, like, I'm not making any checks. And I'm like, dude, uh, next life needs to hurry up yeah, and come. Like, what, what, what am I going to yeah, do? Yeah, what am I going to do? Right. I don't know why they wouldn't realize it because the average NFL career is 2.6 years. Yeah. 2.6 yeah. Is that something you talk about with your clients? Like, of hey, course. Man, you less you of course. I, I talk about it. And, and to this day, I still have to, like, bite my tongue. Nobody because, listens, right? Like, no, they do. They do. But they're going to, like, dude. Like, the Superman complex is real, man. Yeah. Like, it is real. Like, you're talking about people who will spend on private jets when they have when they have two free first-class tickets to the event that they're invited mm. to. Right. And I'm just like, hold on a second. Like, yeah. wake up. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's a big payday right there. And that's not money you're not going to make. Like, back. Like, you can't have that back. Like, the, the airline's going to mm. take that. Do they listen? They, I, I think I think if if we position the right way, like I pick and choose my battles, I really do. Um, I I would never consider myself a yes man, um, yes man. But like, I I I know the things that people are passionate about, and so I know like the battles I can do. But there's no reason why like this. The advantage I have as being a former player is I can bring up an, a man eighty five percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, I mean bro. Like. like yeah, I, I'm also kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth because I'll also go to Vegas with them and like sit at their bottle service table mm. that they spend like thirty thousand dollars at, and I'll be like, oh god, yeah, I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast, and I'm really dope. But you should, yeah, but you, we should yeah. give an extra bottle, but we yeah. kind of need it, so maybe one. But then I put it on myself to make up that money and yeah. be like, I'm gonna grind to get this next marketing deal, and then I don't yeah. feel too bad about the. Vegas you gotta play trip. both sides. So I mean, ultimately, you want to have fun. Like I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not a person who likes to mortgage. Uh, the the present for the future because you don't know that the future even fucking exists right and no one so, has a better view of that than you man. yeah like, so I so yeah. again I, like that's why a lot of guys like Justin's told his story on here before how he went and made eighty grand contracting and governor yeah Justin Governor. he spent seventy five thousand of it and partying throughout oh, Western yeah. Europe and, and Matt uh, yeah. one of our other co-hosts has said this all the time is like dude most of those guys who go and contract yep. the first purchase is like a raptor yep. you know, or they, like whatever whatever it is they come back and immediately spend all the money because they're like hey I've almost died 80 times in the last two months no big deal I deserve that yeah, raptor I'm gonna do what I want and look I understand that from a particularly from a perspective of a kid who grew up poor He's like, I've got all this money now. Fuck all you yeah. people. Like, I'm going to do what I Dude, want the, now. The culture part is people just don't understand it. Like, it's 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 a completely different deal because we see the Nike jerseys they're wearing. We see the brand new cleats that they're wearing. Mm -hmm. You know, like, people don't realize that. Some of these guys are saying, going back to the NCAA thing. Like, people are. It wasn't me. But there are guys that are sending money back to their parents yeah. Oh, yeah. from the scholarship checks. Yeah. And yep. what's funny about the NCAA is that they're an ancient organization that does not evolve. Yeah. Uh, uh, buddy, people back when you guys wrote your stipend guidelines didn't have a $60 uh, uh, phone. They weren't paying $4 for uh, gas. Mm. They weren't paying for inflation and food <laughs> and drinks. And so why have you not adjusted? And that's my biggest thing with the NCAA. Like, you choose to stick in your ways. Right. And you guys will do things here and there, but ultimately it's still for your gain. Yeah. So why not be, you know, be cognizant of the things that are happening around you? And, you know, like it's not like the whole creating a fair play thing is just that's their cop out. Yeah. But like, dude, the people who raise the most money have the advantage. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. And also the people that have the most money also have the most vile people that are willing to do the worst things to get people to their program. Yep. So. Like you're picking and choosing, like you're 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 fighting the wrong battle. Right. Fight the battle of like being forward thinking mm -hmm. and understand. Like, make those stipends bigger. 
cap what coaches can make. A coach that college a college football coach does not need to be making nine million dollars. Look, the highest paid government employee in every single state in the United States is a fucking college football coach. Dude, nine yeah. million dollars? Yeah, saving. You, first of all, they don't have time to spend eight million of it. Like like I don't nine million dollars. If this is a god honest truth, I'm I'm obviously like not a greedy person. Yeah. If I made three million dollars as a head coach, mm-hmm. I would find a way to do what Dean Smith did. I would yeah. find a way. I would give I mean, savings accounts, CDs, whatever you can. Everyone who played for me, I would set up a savings account, a thousand bucks if if I had to. Sure. Everyone, when they graduate, you come back, you get twelve thousand dollars because it, it like it took like that's what I think it should be because we're preaching the wrong thing there, right? Like we're talking again, talking out of both sides of our mouths. We don't want it to be a business, mm-hmm. but the people who are leading it, right, are making are, are making all the money yeah. on the labor. That other people that are doing it below yeah. below them, yeah, right. Uh, me personally, though, uh, nine million one, I, I would feel that I deserved it. Uh, <laughs> two alligator farms. I don't think there's enough alligator oh, farms that's what in the you United would States. Invested? Those are expensive. Yes, a, a chicken, raw chicken. Yeah, handlers, the water itself, like. You're gonna need that, so I don't think my money would go. I don't think you deserve the money you're making now, to be honest. I do. I deserve more, actually. No. Um, Speaking of uh, Boise State, by the way, I want to circle back to a prediction I had Mm -hmm. a year ago. I said uh, at the start of the 2020 season, Kellen Moore would be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Yes. That's a Boise State product. Yes. If that goes down in the agent world, right? Because you're Boise State and all that stuff. Like, does that help your clients? Uh, I think. I think when your head coach understands what culture is about, and there's a reason why the Dallas Cowboys are, are drafting Boise State players, mm-hmm. the culture that we've created of beca- of being winners, mm-hmm. beyond athletes, beyond achievers, we're winners at heart. Um, and I think there's something to that. And so I think it's going to help the fact that Kellen Moore is going to want more winners on, in his program and, and is going to want that be what like uh, the founding you know pillars of the program are going to be. Look, it works for Belichick. I mean, if you ask him why Dude, he drafts oh, yeah. certain players, his type yeah. of guy. Like, yes. he, he drafts people not necessarily based on what their fucking stat lines are, right. yeah. obviously. Right. And he's been moderately it's, successful. It's like overplayed yeah. in Boise State, and we kind of joke about it, but there's an acronym that Chris Peterson used a lot, uh, who's now at Washington, who was a Boise State coach. Man, I love Chris Peterson, Yeah, he's solid. And and he, st- he sticks by the whole Belichick deal, and it's OKGs, our kind of guys, mm. right? And so our kind of guys are people that are culture builders, not necessarily impact people, but they're people mm. that are going to create a culture that is going to be one that can be like – uh, achieving, at, you know, at a large at a large scale, you like, know, cohesively, like, because like, that's it's the ultimate team sport. Like Teddy Bruschi is a good example. Yeah, of, that. of course, yeah. Under, undersized guy played yeah. his ass off right. all the time. Right, and that's a, he was the leader of that defense for fucking years. Yeah. and he wasn't necessarily physically equipped to be that person. He's not. He's not uh, a Donald from the Rams, for example. He's not like a giant dude that runs a four two forty. Belichick is like the big. world's best chess player. Yes. So he understands everything. Every like the one thing that I never got good at chess is because like I always have to remind myself like what each piece can do. Mm-hmm. Like all right, queen can do diagonal, go mm-hmm. up. Like uh, the horse can do the little L thingies. Like 
Bill Belichick knows exactly what every one of his players can do well right. and puts him in the best position to succeed. Yeah, and I, that's I, why he's the best. I watched that game Thursday night, and you know when Josh Gordon went out, right? They're down to three undrafted wide receivers. <laughs> yeah. the the tight end, whoever they're they're the tight undrafted end is like tight end, fucking five eight or some that shit. That guy like, had tiny. a wife beater on, mm-hmm. half a half a can of Copenhagen in his right. mouth. Right. Um, afterwards, I, I didn't even know his name. I still don't <laughs> to, to this day. Not only do they cover the spread, but like they beat the shit out of the Giants. It was thirty-five to, to fourteen. How does he keep doing it with these players that are? I mean, you've got Brady, and that's great, right? Edelman had a decent game. I don't really know who else. Like we always tell people to draft James White on the show. James White is good for fourteen points. If he was walked into this room right now, no, 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 no. Uh, I've never even heard him speak. And that's the way Bill Belichick likes it. Like, yes, it, it's it goes back to positioning. I think the best coaches understand like. Uh, there's a player on their team called Cal Vanoy. Cal Vanoy is Ca- called. Called. Yes. Called him. Not named. Um, he's yeah, called. Name. <laughs> yeah. He scored so, a touchdown last yes. uh, on Thursday night. Yeah. Yes. And so uh, Kyle is a guy who, on any other team, I don't think he has a position. He was on the Lions, mm-hmm. right? Like he is a tweener, right? Bill Belichick can make more out of a tweener, and now the guy has a significant like NFL career, two two Super Bowls than someone who is a GM and a coach who can't quite figure out what mm. I can do with him. Right. Right? Like, I think this is struggle Like, we know between. he's good. We know right. he's valuable. Right. We don't know how to yeah, like, apply how him. How do we yeah. use him? Yeah. Like, you look, at, you look at super talented players, and they're on bad organized teams and bad coach teams. And, you know, I think, shoot, man, like, the Arizona Cardinals are pretty Larry close Fitzgerald to Larry Fitzgerald is the best yeah, example yeah, in modern yeah, NFL yeah, history. Yeah. Man. If he had been on the Patriots, yeah. he, would, he would be breaking every record that he he's ever He's five rings. Yeah. And, yeah. Absolutely. And I think ultimately, like, the type of le- – and I think that that goes – we go back to, like, culture. Like, those are the best leaders. Mm. The best leaders are the people that can see what you're great at and put you in the best position to achieve under that, right? Mm. And – But you have to be – one, you have to be real with yourself. And two, course. you have to convince other people to be real with themselves. Because right. everybody comes in the league, as you know, like, thinking, I'm going to be the best Absolutely. motherfucker ever. And he humbles yeah. people daily. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. that guy – that guy will cut you off of a Pro Bowl all pro year. Yeah. If oh, you're, yeah. oh, you you want to get paid that? No, no, no. We'll move on. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. good. Right. And just like, and, and then and and when they get humbled, they come back. Jamie Collins mm. went to the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Like gets humbled, plays there, comes back. He's got four interceptions this year. He's leading the NFL and he's a linebacker. And I know he probably hit like listen, I'll 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 tell you guys this. I just I was with a, a player from the Falcons. And it's my uh, team, you know one that, right? Of, one, one, I didn't know that. Yeah. One of the team, one of his teammates played on the Patriots, and he won a Super Bowl with the mm-hmm. Patriots. He legit says it was the worst year of football in his life because it was literally like for the robots. Like, yeah. It was robotic to him. He didn't have any fun, but he won, right? And so, like, there is a like a, a double edged sword there, right? Like, you want to win. Winning is cool. Mm-hmm. Like, but then you would look back and you'd be like, "Was I having fun Did winning? Have a good time, yeah. Like, they have a good time." And so, like, everybody sure, says that, by the way. Yeah, it's it's true. Um, but you know, it seems like there's three people having a great time, though. Like, I feel like Edelman's having a great time. I feel like Brady? Tom and Rob Gronkowski is yeah. like built. Uh, like the fact that he got to do that, I respect. Like the whole like Gronkowski thing is cool. Like I'm a branding guy, so I love he stayed consistent. He's never yeah. tried to change. Um, but the fact he did that under like the most like tight lipped mm-hmm. organization is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Like the guy was having the, the, we talked about this. He had a cruise too. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you had a, like a booze cruise. Like, yeah, you're we did it as up. well. And, and yeah. let's face it, that was fucking out we of control. We did it not too long after we saw you last. Oh, really? Like yeah, a yeah, couple yeah. of days after. Survive yeah. was good. You guys survived. Huh? We we're, alive. We're, here, yeah, here. we're alive now. Yeah. But it was it was five days on a carnival cruise with, with all of our listeners and like yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it was a blast, an absolute blast. I don't know how we're alive. Let Do you alone guys have an NFL voices player. after that? Because I feel like you guys are such great storytellers, talkers. Like I'm sure everyone wanted to tell you like a combating story to see like yeah. your reaction. Like how how did you guys handle? being around like fans like that our We've fans are the best yeah they're the best like they're the nicest people so we have a bunch of i mean it's 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 a mixed group so there's a lot of first responders right. leos and emts right. and shit but there's also a lot of military veterans and they've done some fucked up shit in their life <laughs> right and uh they are a certain type of people but the thing that they are most is respectful yes Right, okay. so uh, we got lucky with the the demo that we have because they're a bunch of wild drunk assholes, but they're also like <laughs> nobody leaves anybody behind. Nobody leaves anybody behind. Gets too fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Nothing gets too out of out of control. So no one was like, by the pool, passed out on one of the pool chairs. No, like, they'll, they'll, they'll bring them in. Yeah, they will. They'll carry them in. Yeah, and it's just like, all right, cool, man. What happened yeah. to you? Perfect <laughs> example was the, the, the night before we went on the cruise. We did a live show inside a strip club, and yes, strip club. Yep. What you've been to a strip club. Wait. It's where women dance okay. and take off their clothes. Okay, cool. Yeah, right. yeah. I've, I've never. So at this strip club, a gentleman had three thousand dollars in singles, U.S. dollars, U.S. Yes. American dollars. Okay, threw them at the women in Houston. So I want to give a shout out to Bucks Wild. That was the name of the strip club in Houston. Yeah, that's great. Go. Yes, that is true. <laughs> um, the guy got this gentleman got uh, particularly inebriated. Yes, um, left my, his wallet. Might have had sex with somebody inside the club. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he left did. his wallet there on the floor. No. Oh, yeah. Gone. And uh, the manager of the club came up and was like, hey, man, I think some one of your per- people or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And another drinking bro just steps up and he said, man, I'll, I'll find him in the morning. Like, you yeah. have my word. Wow. Guy had his wallet the next morning. He was like, whoa, that was, that was wow. fucked up last night. Yeah. Wow. But that's the type of group it I'm is. I'm going to the clinic to get tested, but uh, did anybody find my wallet? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and that's the group it is. And we got really, really lucky with the people yeah. who listen to our show. Right. But uh, it could be like, you know, Kid Rock, where it's just like, dude, people are doing blow in the hot tub. Yeah. yeah. Um, at Carnival till fucking uh, eight AM. Oh, that's is that what Carnival told you guys? Uh, well, I oh, Kid Rock the guy. A, Kid the Rock used it? to do the cruise. Oh, okay. For a long time. Oh, okay. Um, and Rolling Stone did an article. Oh, okay. And they stopped doing the cruise, so okay. I'm not sure what happened there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. I, you know, we've we've been approached twice by like fan bases to bring players to like trips like that, like the. The Cowboys have one in the Dominican Republic that Tyrone went to with his wife, and like Tyrone can handle it, you know, because he's a, a personal people uh, person. But like the the fan today, which is why it's impressive that your guys' fan base is respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, we know this through what we see on social media every day. It's the most entitled fan ever, mm-hmm. like in in history, right? Everyone feels like they're entitled to your time, to your attention, because they pay your bills, right? Yeah. Right. And so to me, like being trapped on a boat with that particular type of fan, like kind of blows me away. And like, like I don't know if they'd have it like sectioned off like the Titanic had, like with like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the wealthy and like the people mm. like or like cuckoos here, like Twitter, like trolls are on the bottom. Mm. They can't yeah. get up. They can only go to certain events. Like, I don't know. But I don't know how it works for the Cowboys. For us, it was great. And dude, it was one of the best trips ever. Yep. And uh, fuck, man, because I, I look at it this way and a lot of people don't. If you're in a public position where you have some relative form of fame, be it movies, sports, podcasts, entertainment, whatever it is, I think you owe people who are paying your bills Mm -hmm. to to take a picture, sign a book, sign whatever. So 
like I'm I'll disarm people immediately when we go out and people are like, hey, man, I love your show. I'm, I'm going to see this. The first thing else I'll say to them is, hey, do you have a camera? Let's take a picture. I know they want to take a picture. Right. And it's like, yeah, great, man. Cut to the point. That way, hey, why, we why can just Why make them and, have to ask for it? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, so that way we can just hang and, and do whatever. Like, right. I, I know what it is. And not only that, but yes, they are paying. It's like a reverse icebreaker. They're paying yeah, our I'll bills. Do it for you. <laughs> but they, they, they are listeners and yeah. everybody else, whoever yeah. buys my books or movies, yeah. they pay for me to live. Right. Therefore, I don't give a shit. And I'm not bothered by it. Like, right. I will never, when people stop asking for pictures, then there's a problem. Right. Then you get a problem where you're just like, yo, right. do you remember me from that thing? And they're like, yeah, no, man, I'm good. I'm kind of going to hop on down the road to uh, the guy from One Direction's here. And you're just like, oh, fuck. All right. That's awesome that your guys' fans are that way, man. I, I'll the tell best. you what. Like, like, when we go out tonight, I guarantee you there'll be cops that yep. come out and hang and, and all that stuff. And uh, it'll be it'll be rad. Right. Dog um, beverages. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, we can walk down the street with White Claws here. Yeah. Oh, no bigs. Probably not. It's pretty much a Red Bull. Probably, I feel, yeah, I feel like we're above the law. We're above the law. Well, with the uh, claw, you are, yeah. Yeah, of course. Let me ask you about your crazy uh, a- agent stories. What's what's the craziest shit you've ever gotten into? Oh my gosh! Have you ever fought for a client too that you lost out on that you wanted? I haven't. I haven't fought anyone. I like. I've been really blessed to like work with people that I know. I think things are going to take a turn where like reaching out to new people that are, aren't in my circles that I'm gonna like are coming from different backgrounds might might be different. Um, I, I like a, a crazy agent story. Like I don't, I don't really have one. Let me. Blow I do a client. You have to get a fucking boa constrictor for somebody. Like no, oh, gosh, what's the craziest thing? Like I just I've I had a such floppy a great shell time. turtle. Yeah, I, I I've. Uh, Pat, we I've just done like a lot of really cool stuff. Patrick Peterson, like you hear these names, yeah. Right? Like Patrick took me on this like crazy like private jet filled trip from like. We did we did Vegas for 24 hours. We mm-hmm. did Miami, and then we ended up at the Masters, and we're at the Masters. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was like epic. And I'm literally on the 16th hole, and like like I said, it was a crazy two days prior. And I'm falling asleep on at the Masters on the 16th hole, and I just wind up with my hand. I'm like, wake up! Yeah, <laughs> like people would die to be at the Masters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I mean, those are the, really the kind of stories. Like, if, if we want to get down to the nitty gritty of like what like the parallels are of like like my job, like there is times where like I'm like at one minute I'm like picking up their laundry, folding their clothes, which my freaking stepbrother has a photo of and he uses it for a black blackmail <laughs> on me. Like, hey, remember your roots, man. Yeah. And the next day I'm doing a hundred thousand dollar deal on a marketing. Like, there's like there's a, such a large spectrum of what we do. Mm-hmm. But like for the most part, I have like really great people like around me, like like agent wise. Like I try to stay away from the whole agent world. Mm-hmm. Like I still like I, I do a lot of collaboration with them. But to me, like like the relationship side of what I do is what's really like the most rewarding part. Like it's tough for me to like see like I'm an outgoing person. And so I still have a relationship with my old agent, but really like once you stop making money for that agent, like they're moving on to the mm-hmm. next person. Oh yeah. They don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. they have to, they haven't, and they, they're business people. They have to, they have an overhead. And now that I'm a same, business owner, yeah, I understand that. I understand that. Yeah. Um, but like, it just kind of sucks. But you know, I, I just, I wish, I wish more of the agent world would take like a piece out of like, the old, the old common book, like treat others like you wish, like to be treated. Mm. And I think the day that you get cut and you're no longer making money is the day I want to call you. Mm. And it's the day that I want to be like, dude, how are your children doing? Like, how are you? And there's a very small group of people that really do that. Um, and so that's, 
you know, I think that to me is like the whole the whole world and what like if I can change some of the things that are in this industry, like it's not sexy, but like that's what I want. But you know, there's there's cl- plenty of craziness that goes around too. With, with a guy like Demarcus Lawrence, though, right, who signs a yeah. hundred million dollar yeah. deal, that's yeah. so massive. What do you do that night? Yeah, <laughs> what, what, no, I mean for real. Like- yeah, we actually, we're actually, we're we're working. We worked on a documentary. We filmed, uh, we filmed every part of it. We actually had <laughs> some really great content of Demarcus talking to Stephen Jones. Um, and behind the scenes about how everything happened and the fact that DeMarcus kind of took uh, the process of uh, getting signed uh, by the Horns. He actually called the Jones family and uh, expressed how much he wanted to be a cowboy. And uh, really? it kind of caught them off guard. And so uh, in, the, in, in the, the hot wire that we had on uh, Mr. Jones, like it's them and their aside and DeMarcus is talking about that experience. And uh, it was, it, it's a sign that he's really grown up. Mm-hmm. You know, I think DeMarcus is someone who uh, who has been through a lot in his life. I mean, the guy is from a small town in Aiken. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can imagine like he's not from, you know, like we, we filmed his old house of where it was and it was legitimate. It was a trailer and um, it, it burned down. And in those parts of town, they don't rebuild on that. Like literally they just trees just built over it. So yeah. like we had this photo of him in front of these massive trees. And like this is where my trailer was when I grew, grew up. Shit. Um, but yeah, like I, I think that's a cool, really cool, humbling part of what we do, like learning other people's background and being able to kind of get a perspective on like the life that they lived and the people that they're supporting now. And, you know, the, it's the whole family aspect does get a bad um, a bad rap in professional sports because there is a lot of asking for. Mm-hmm. But the satisfaction of being able to help your family out, like he just built them a new house, mm-hmm. um, that's that's pretty cool. Is and, it a trailer? Uh, yeah, what? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you put him like a $15,000 million dollar deal and he buys them the same trailer dude, he used to have. That would be like how, like, that's when dad goes in and like, whoop that boy. That would be hard enough. you imagine? Yeah. What about you? Like, I feel like Hollywood agents probably have like, Pretty crazy, crazy. Like, I, man, I have one of the craziest stories ever uh, regarding Hollywood agents. I, I might save it because it's it's relatively new. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. it, it's such a filthy industry that it's like, it's exactly like you said. Once you stop making money, or mm. they look at a project that they don't think can make money, just the thought of it, like, man, I don't think you should be doing this. Mm. Perception. Yes, and then they will drop you, or because of the people that they're trying to please. Right. So. Because that's another part of it, right? Is who your clients are right. versus the perception to the other agents in that world where right. it's just like, all right. Like, and again, I hate to go back to Antonio Brown, but you have a guy like that, right? Everybody, I don't hate him. I, I love I, that you brought him back up. He needs but, well, work. here's the thing. But everybody, when you think of Drew Rosenhaus, it's like, ah, yeah. uh, that motherfucker's got this guy and this guy. And he's got the yeah. worst people ever, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know what Drew Rosenhaus is like yeah. as a person. I he know does nothing good work. About the guy. I mean, there's a, the fact of the matter is he does good work for certain people, but it seems to gravitate towards people that like yes men around them. And so to me, that bo- that's bothersome to me. And it's like, Same. yeah, it's yeah. like bothersome. To so, me, in, so in Hollywood, it's, it's similar where uh, if somebody's making money, um, doesn't matter who it is, like, yeah, they'll take the money, but they will not bring him up. At all in the background, they will not be mm. invited to the parties, all gotcha. that other stuff. Like, right. um, there wasn't, I, I, won't, I won't say the agency is, yeah. people can guess at home, but like, I remember Bill O'Reilly. Right. Bill O'Reilly makes a gajillion dollars. He, he used to before right. all the other shit came out about him, right? right. Not that he gives a fuck anymore. We'll do it live. Yeah, we'll do it live. Well, fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> but he was at this huge agency and no one knew it. And I was like, uh, somebody in passing had told me, and they were like, oh, yeah, well, Bill O'Reilly's right up here. I was like, huh? Right. Nobody ever talks about him. I don't, I don't understand why. Right. And they were like, well, 
the guy's pretty embarrassed though that he represents them. And I was like, but it's so much money. That's your job as an agent is to make the most money for your client. Why would that be embarrassing? Right. So Hollywood is two different perspectives. Like, yes, they're going to make as much money as they can, but there is clients that they are embarrassed of. Mm. Right. And so they don't want to muddy the waters with, you know, the people they're going to go out and party with and whatever and be like, oh, hey, do you represent so-and-so? I fucking hate that person. Mm. Um, and it's very, very liberal. So if there's anybody remotely right, right. like remotely right, right, they won't, you'll never hear them mentioned at all. And uh, it's a crazy world. Um, and then the other thing is too, if they don't think they can sell something, they, they give up immediately. So most of those guys are pussies right. at the end of the day, right. um, where they want to look for that quick check. There is very few agents, and I'm sure it's the same in your field, that are dedicated to their clients, believe in their clients, and will go full yeah, bones for that all the way. Right. In Hollywood, though, it's, I mean, a handful. I, yeah. I can name two yeah. over the time. The other ones, it's like... Because it comes down to who's greedy and who's not. Yes. Yeah. You could be greedy, and or you could be like conservative and say, man, I, I'm only taking 15 clients, and that's it. Yeah. I'm only and and if I need to move on and switch around and 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 try to make sure like I still run a successful business like I do that but it's not it's more 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 mm. bigger name bigger yeah. bigger name and it comes down to like the thing that's worse about all of us it's greed <laughs> it <laughs> is and, and like so in Hollywood there was only one uh, agency meeting that I I sat down with and they were like hey man I, I'm at my max of clients and I was like what well don't you want to make money on this or this or I've already sold right. this TV show right. and I, I knew this commission was coming in and they were like. Yeah, but if I take you on, I just can't spend as much time with you or my other clients, so I'm really sorry. Respect. Right. And yeah. I remember this lady's name was Eileen. Um, I forget the name of the agency now, but uh, and I was like, oh, shit, that's amazing. Like, yeah, I can't, you, you I, I can't believe you don't card. want more money. Yeah. <laughs> that, literally, I was like, I can't believe you don't want more money. And right. I, remember, I remember one of her clients. Yeah, for me, I would want to go back to a person like that and be no like, no doubt. Like, hey, have you lost, have yeah. lost or changed up? Like, yeah. 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 Um, I, I remember one of her clients was Dave Matthews. And uh, anyways... A couple of years later, a friend of my friend, a friend of a friend was ended up getting rep by by that company and everything else. And she was like, I remember you. And I was like, dude, and I told her that story. And she gave us like dope ass Dave Matthews tickets. And I was uh, like, hey. hey, it all comes around. Man. So there is great agents out right. there in Hollywood, though. It is few and far between. And like, you know, in the sports world. It's kind of the Wild West where yeah. it's like, hey, man, your your roommate, like you were talking about earlier, like yeah. your roommate could be an agent, yeah. so-and-so can be an agent, and then you end up in this shitty deal like Zion, right? Nobody's talking about this at all, which which shocks me. When he's getting sued by the marketing agency? Zion signed with an agency before he yeah. signed with, was it UTA Sports? CAA. CAA Sports, yeah. And it's like... It, he's gonna lose that obviously because he signed something. Yeah, he signed he signed something, but there's legislation that you have to be like, especially in North Carolina, mm -hmm. um, that you have to be a uh, a registered agent. And so the way the CAA you know suits and le and lawyers got involved was you recruited Zion while breaking the law. Mm. So he may win that, but what uh, that, like the absorbent amount of money that they're asking for is she suit. It's a female market. hundred million dollars. hundred million dollars. Yeah. In I was like, I, I think you throw out that number so you can get like 25 million and be stoked about it. Sure. Like, yeah, and CAA, like, yeah. CAA is probably going to come back with 10 or 15 mil just to get yeah, her to go away. Absolutely. Go, because yeah. it was worth getting Zion yeah. to the length of his career. Yeah. And look, the preseason games that have been on this week. Right. Fuck, they might be right. Yeah, that dude, guys are on fire. Dude, that dude's a beast, man. Like, it's crazy. The, I, I, 12 of 13 last night? I was like, what? I'm what? so glad I'm not playing football in this generation. Like, I, like the athletes are just dumb. Like, it's yeah. so crazy. Dumb in a way of, like, athleticism, monstrous, like, 
I I I was walking by Derrick Henry when I went and visited my buddy Jeremy fantasy, Nichols. Fantasy football player for me. And I walked by him and I'm like, I like dwarfed by him. Mm, and yeah. I used to have to tackle guys like him. You know yeah. what I mean? And like you guys seen the video of the Colts guard who just is crushing people. He's a Notre Dame guy. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like I don't know how I played against some of these guys. And the athletes are just going to keep getting better and better. Analytics. They're, yeah, like sports medicine. People putting their kids training at 10 years old, which I think is terrible for sports, but that's so a whole other I, conversation. Yeah. But um, My kid's I, white, so I've already like tempered my expectations where I'm oh, like, he's not going to be. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Country club. Uh, you'll have enough money to have some country club. Yeah, members, let's put a lacrosse stick in his hands, see <laughs> hey, what happens. But, largest, uh, growing, largest growing ones. It's not. Tell me you guys have seen that Dr. Pepper yeah, commercial. Yeah, yeah. I have, and it's oh like, come on. Oh, my God, dude. Like, I, I freaking love, like, they're starting to make these, like, cinematic, like, advertisements, like yeah. Taco Bell. Yeah, they're funny. And, like, they're really funny. I, mean, the, the one, I wonder the how one, much they're spending on it, but the it's, one with like, Sab- a, lot. The one, a lot. The one with Saban where he's trying to recruit somebody into State Farm or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's actually really fucking funny. What about KFC? How much is KFC? KFC paid as far as like celebrity talent I have no in the idea. last three a lot, years. Yeah. Because they changed up the colonel. Yeah, they like, changed, they changed up the colonel. Yeah. But like big guys, like big, big Norm McDonald, Jim Gaffigan, like all the famous comedians ran through there. I know their quotes. So you're, you're looking about the 250 range. 250 for for a national like yeah, sad yeah. commercial. Yeah, for yeah. one all day right. of shooting. One, It's one day of work. Yeah. Uh, it's one day of work. Okay. Yeah. So right. if you told your client, hey, man, I got a quarter million for one day of work. I'll tell you what. KFC, if you are listening, <laughs> Golden Table, yeah, put Alex on a free, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. He's got a great, he's from Nashville. He's, he'll, he'll, get, he'll get his kernel on. I'll, we'll do it for we 50 Gs if you guys put on that many television commercials. Yeah. That's amazing. We a black, yeah. yeah. we need a black kernel. get a black kernel on. No it's about time, guys. 2019, let's go. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> this is the point in the show we get to the drinking bro of the week. That is somebody who's inspired you or helped you get to where you are today. Who would you like? to give your personal drinking bro of the week too. Uh my brother. My my older brother. We're we're a year and a week apart. My What's brother's in the acting world. Irish Why not how to, yeah, I, now that I'm a parent, I'm like, dude, dad, what were you like? Why yeah, would you why? make my mom do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What was that forced? <laughs> like, like really, like a year and a week apart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like my brother, like, I, like the chameleon part of me came a lot from my brother, and the way my brother treated people, the way he competed, like you know, like my brother was like a jazz band guy, and then ended up being like our top wide receiver when he decided to play football. Like anything oh, really? he put himself, uh, his mind to, he did it. He he stuck to the acting thing, and actually yesterday he just called me, said he just booked a really big role on a pilot. Um, and so to me, I got a lot of what like my drive through him, and and you kind of live life with someone that's mm-hmm. a year in him. I like my youngest brother who I love. He's trying to do the acting thing as well. Or he is doing the acting thing. I hate that I downplay like my little yeah, brother yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like I know he's going to listen to this. He's going to be like, I made it too. You yeah, know what I mean? Fuck like, you, dude. Yeah, you, you weren't around to tell me. Um, but he's eight years younger than us, right? And so like we don't have the same type of relationship. My older brother and I like – we got in fights together. Like we learned how to kiss girls together. We picked up the first cigarette butt together. Like, yeah. hey, what's smoking like? Mm-hmm. Look, there's a cigarette. Let's smoke it. You know what I mean? Like, so he, he's definitely my drinking bro. And that's um, awesome. Man. Yeah, he's 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 someone that impacted my life. That's awesome. Cool. Uh, before we get off the air, what is dad life, by the way? Oh, dude, dad life. So dad life hat right here. Yeah. So it's it's. Funny because I'm a father now. You're a father. Yes. Um, dad bods, right? So sure. my buddy, kind of my buddy Anthony, he's out of San Francisco. He started a company to kind of like switched around the perception of dad bods, and so he started creating like this dad life uh, where uh, 
uh, apparel. And so he sends it to all the guys. Uh, Golden loves to wear it. And so the dad life thing is kind of just like a mantra of guys like kind of trying to change the way that dads are looked at. Like mm -hmm. we're not like he he's got a lot of buff guys wearing. It. I'm not one of his buff guy models, but like I'm one of the guys that like the stylish guys. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got kind of like that supreme look. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So we uh, I think it's dad dadboughtapparel.com. And I think he said, what <laughs> did he say? Funny. He said, uh, dad life promo code, you can get 10% off. Dad nice. life promo code. So, okay. So yeah. for, for the Drinking Bros family, yeah, you get a little discount. Yeah, we dad, got a lot of dads. Dad life, dad life. on uh, dadboughtapparel.com yeah. will get you 10% off. Yeah. It's a money ad read. Yeah. God, I got honey in my voice. That's tonight. why they pay you. The, you do have honey, honey in your voice. In my voice, I have to like look away from you sometimes because the crazy. voice gets kind of deep. So I'm like, crazy, Dude, isn't it? I'm not gay, but like <laughs> a little bit, maybe everybody. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. But when that voice gets deep, like and you look, at like, I look away. You see that when my neck hurts a little bit, that's when I'm yeah. looking away from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're looking. You're looking away from uh, butterflies masturbating. Uh, thank you for being on the show. That's what my voice is like. It's like two butterflies masturbating midair. Um, wow. That's how great it is. Put that on a t-shirt. Appreciate that look back there. That was the first time you, you, you we got you all day. Yeah, we got um, the engineer that time. Yeah, yeah, D Dimitri. Appreciate that, buddy. Uh, Alex, thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you, guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for awesome what dude. you guys do, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, in the podcast world, a lot of, there's a lot of selfish things around. Like, like people want to talk about things that they're passionate about. And you guys do that as well, but you guys include a community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I think is really important. I think you guys are doing it the right way. And obviously, like, what you've done, like, I'm an immigrant, dude, like, and every day I thank God that I didn't have to, like, like, I didn't serve, mm. and so the people that did serve, like, I'm like, wow, I, I came from a third world country to here to be able to live on my dream, so people like you, dude, like, I respect the hell out of, so I really appreciate you. Well, there's yeah. a lot of them in our audience. Yeah, a lot of them. There is, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Everyone. Uh, thanks again, man. Let's, hey, let's go get fucked up. Let's yeah, go let's get drinks. Uh, let's go to dinner. Uh, for, a, a white claws or? <laughs> whatever. I don't, I, I don't give a shit. We'll figure it out.